And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum, and we're joined in studio by the special guest host, filling in for Kelly Patrick, the one, the only, the Green Eyed Bandit. This is the main event takeover today here at the NWO Music. We're taking over the WSB today. Rashawn and I reunited. The Green Bandit, Rashawn Myers. How you doing this morning, man? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, how much you know about your history, but you know the Weekend Sports Buzz was my baby. I was the very first host of the Weekend Sports Buzz when we started back ten to noon when fourteen fifty started going strong. I was the first one, so it's good to be back. You know, I feel honored to follow in your footsteps, uh, Rashawn. One of the greatest sports minds in the city, in the state of Kentucky, in the whole tri-state area, man. You're I one of the greatest it. sports minds. I respect you. You know your stuff. Even though you're a Louisville fan, it's going to get kind of dirty here <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, I'm like so it. happy to have you here today. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. But we, we got a lot to talk about. We got Rashawn Myers in the studio. A lot of great games yesterday. Duke, North Carolina. Uh, oh, yeah. You want to skate those games. <laughs> you want to skate the elephant in the room. Uh, Louisville. Who did Louisville play yesterday? UConn. Louisville-UConn, that last home game of the season. Uh, senior night. By 30. Uh, a lot of great action last night. This week, man, it's going to be over 150 relevant games played this week that is to determine uh, tournament action. Yeah. It uh, is it, March Madness. It is definitely March Madness. This is my, this is well, my Christmas time right here. Me too. Me too. Um, it's funny because one of my girlfriends just had a baby, so she was talking about how excited she was that she's on maternity leave during March Madness. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably the best present ever. That's how So, Carlo. Let's get right to it. Yeah, NBA action. Uh, a <laughs> lot going on in the sporting uh, sporting world. Even a little NFL news. But, yeah, the NBA is, is really? getting hot right now. NFL We're approaching uh, been over for a month or two. The, the second half of the okay, season. LeBron so, James is playing MB, MVP-like basketball. Yeah, you're right, Ashley. Wow. What happened to the Kentucky Wildcats? I'm not, I'm not going to give. Let me tell you what happened. I, well, I'm, go ahead. What happened is they played the best team in the country. The, the one they're, At home. they're they're big, they're deep, and they're ran by a coach who won two back to back national. So they championships. have a, they, yes. That's what happens. In so so they have a good coach, unlike the Wildcats. Number one, number two, you guys played on the road. Number three, they're a better team. They have some little seniority on you no guys doubt. too. Yeah, yeah, sure. they're, they're deep, so, they're experienced. Tell me, because last week you were enthusiastically trying to convince Kelly and myself and Todd. That you guys were going to be victorious. Tell me what happened. If you well, go back and listen to the tape. Carlo, no, the tape said you Carlo, guys were winning. Before you say that, I will say in Carlo's defense that he offered a wager, which you did not accept. Thank you. What? Oh. So Thank you. you did not accept the wager. Thank I you, said he. you were so confident. He bet me double or nothing. No, he did not. He did, Kelly I, Patrick. I did Kelly Patrick, back. please call not, in. You did please not call accept. in. He is officially the Aaron Rodgers You did not accept I did wager. accept the double or nothing. No. Kelly Patrick, <laughs> if you're listening, dead. please call in and save me. Controversy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back. She's not even elected yet, and she's sounding sound like a politician. <laughs> <laughs> The controversy, I like it. But but I said Kentucky was capable of winning the game. You said you guys would win the game. I said they were capable of going in there and winning the game. Let me tell you something. You're a boxing man, and and Mike Tyson used to always say everybody has a plan until they get hit. Mm. (laughs) So that that, that sounds like a a little bit more of what Mm -hmm. happened. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched. This is what happened. It's the same same thing I said last week, what Kentucky's not doing, and that's running plays. Kick Why? the ball on the inside. Why? But whose fault then is that? Then kick it back on the outside. They're just running, penetrating. And, you know, they're, they're not doing anything they don't, they don't really organized. Have I, exactly. This is the thing I don't understand about Kentucky is they were a better offensive team two months ago. 
I mean, when they played against Providence up there in Brooklyn, when they played against L at home at the end of December, they were running an offense. There was actual cutting. There was moving. There was, you know, pump fakes, drives, you know, post passes. There was an offense. I don't know what's happened, but now the whole offense is Andrew or Aaron pretty much taking the ball coast to coast, throwing up some garbage, and then hopefully they're getting an offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happened to the Kentucky offense? What I would like to see, I would like to see Paulson inserted as the starting point guard and put the, the Harrison guy on Who? the bench. Paulson. I'm serious. <laughs> he would bring a different dynamic. The pride of the mountain. You know what? Right. A lot of times IQ can override athleticism. Well, it can help, especially the guard position. Hey, let, let sure. me, Making smart decisions on the court. Let me tell you something about John Calipari. If John Calipari inserts Jared Paulson into the starting lineup, He's not going to get another top player because he brought the Harrisons there. What did everybody say last year? It's okay. So now you're questioning that that, that, that he's not a coach. He will put him on the bench if necessary. You best believe that. He guaranteed these cats. Just like Rick Pitino doesn't play freshman. But okay. Exactly. Go ahead. I mean, he guarantees all these kids. How did he get Julius Randle? How did he get, uh, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein? How did he get Nerlens Noel? How does he get all these guys? Because he guarantees you, I'm going to let you come in here. You're going to be the face of the program. And, you know, we're just going to move forward. And you're going to be great. And then you're going to go to the NBA in one year. Exactly. I mean, that's the promise. So have you been, have you been bugging his home visits? Is this how you got this information of what he come says on, on these uh, on these home Maybe, visits? I mean, I mean you know, this is the... This is the, the now, the once again, my question is, what does this have to huge. do with the cost of tea in China? What does it have to do with anything? I, I, I understand that coaches lie to kids. I mean, I remember Patrick Patterson. He's, uh, Billy Clag Gillespie told Patrick Patterson he was going to play 38 minutes a game and he could take 30 shots every game. Okay? Really? I understand I don't even know that. Why you that. Yeah, exactly. It, now, that did not happen. And I understand that coaches will do a little bit of, you know, uh, create. They'll get a little creative with some of their recruiting pitches. But at the end of the day, certain things are going to happen. He doesn't get Brandon Knight. He doesn't get John Wall. He doesn't get Demarcus Cousins and the rest of these guys if he's not guaranteeing and promising these guys starting jobs. Mm-hmm. Louisville has lost out on several guys because they don't go out there and promise spots. But it works. He won it, a championship. It definitely works. But, he won a chip. But he did, but what's that, happened the last two years? You can't. There's no stage. way. There's no way. That, okay, okay. No let way. Me say, look, look. I'm not buying that anymore. <laughs> no. Nope. What he's done in four years, it took Patino 12 at Louisville. Well, it doesn't matter. But Look he's what he's accomplished it. in four years. Well, no other at, coach has okay, well, ever done that before in the history of now, college basketball. Carla, look at the difference in the teams now. There's no way. You ever heard of rebuilding? It took Patino 12 years to win you all championship. How long did it take Patino to win a championship when he got to Kentucky? Then eight years, yeah, seven eight, years, like eight, seven eight years, four years. I agree. Within four and, years, and, and, he wins you, the chip. And, and you know what the issue is? Is that you said they're re- rebuilding. You can't rebuild when you completely turn over your roster every every year. season. Well, it's not going to happen. It's this impossible. Year. That's not this year, Randall's probably gone. That's the same thing you guys said last year. Last year, at the beginning of the season, you guys were going well, to we, who, repeat. We only lost Goodwin. I, I think no. I'm saying last year you guys were playing to repeat. You're going to repeat last season. I think you're going to lose at least five five players, maybe six. No, the twins aren't going. I, I think the twins unless are. they show out in a the tournament, they're that's, not well, going. I, I, actually, that's not true because everybody said last year Archie Goodwin, Was no chance gonna, he's going to leave. Sure. He, well, you know, how, well, he didn't get a chance to go? show out for the tournament. And, and, he went to and, NIT. Guess, and guess where he went to? He went twenty first overall. The, at the yeah. end of the day, the NBA is about potential. Yep. You have Willie Cauley Stein, who's seven one. You have Alex Poitras, who's a nice, you know, gone. inside outside guy. He's gone. The Harrison twins. They are still six six point guard and shooting guards. Okay, they don't care about wins and losses. College, the best success has nothing to do with see, the NBA. The best developed if these kids are smart. The best developmental system 
It isn't the NBA D League. It's if, college basketball. If they were smart, even Larry Brown and they said wanted it. to to develop, they would have gone to a different school. This is it, a, this, even Larry. Point. Even Larry Brown said it. He see, he's getting a one and done next year. Even Larry Brown. This is Larry Brown's words. The unless greatest one the of the greatest NBA coaches of all time. Rule, yeah. Unless the NBA changes the rule, because that's on the table. That is on the table. College basketball. You you don't have to go to one class. This is Larry Brown. You don't have to go to one class if you're an athlete, and that experience and, and what you're going to learn through that whole process is is more than going to the D-League and the NBA. But what is John Calipari's pitch? His pitch is, come to me. His pitch is, I got a chip. And I'm going to get you no, to the arena. He can go to, can go to the no, arena it, and it point is, to the Raptors. The That's his pitch. What, what, what did he say? He said be. this is a player's and first what's wrong with that? program. It is. I'm going to let you come in here. You're going to shine for a year, and then you're going to the league. Mm-hmm. You can't completely he don't say change he, that. I mean, I'm these sure kids he have that mentality. I'm pretty sure he tells them that if you're good enough your first year, you have the capability of going. I'm not sure. I'm sure yeah, he's not going there promising it like oh, that, man. Well, man. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, but th- this is a it's a process. When you look at the guys that he has coming in, all these kids sign on the year before because they expect that the kids that are there to, to leave. leave. Sure. Okay, sure. that's the only reason he gets the guys. Because do you, do you think those? he gets that signing class mm-hmm. if all these guys are coming back? Absolutely not. Huh. Once again, what does this have to do with the cost of tea in China? <laughs> so, if, 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 Carla, if, if. My ultimate question for you on today, March 9th, is what? So it's it's time for a new season, basically. And the season is over. Season. It's a new losses. season. It's the postseason. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you Come on, man. Right. Get in your basketball world. <laughs> okay, so. It's a new season. It's time for the tournament. Are the Wildcats going to the NCAA tournament, or are they back in the NIT this Come year? And, and you know what? That's an excellent e- question. And 384-1450, Oxmoor, uh, Fort Lincoln, Buzzline, if you want to give a call in, that is my question of the day. Question is of the day. Is Kentucky a tournament team? Because right now, I don't Absolutely think they not. have a resume that says they're a tournament team. They're a bubble team. Even if they lose out early in the SEC tournament, they're a bubble team. They're going to get in. They beat North, they beat Louisville. You know, I think that's you're it. brainwashed. I'm about to They went to it. North Carolina and hit them in the mouth on their home court. <laughs> that, that's it. But no, they no, lost. Stop but, at Louisville. But they went to North Carolina and hit them right in the mouth. They have they, one win. They got knocked down and lost that game. But they've they they've had a tough schedule. You know how many teams <laughs> could say we they played have the number one, one team twice. Win? We played the best team in the nation in the nation twice. I mean, West Virginia should get in before Kentucky should get in. Kentucky's in. I, I mean, I, 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 I want to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where I think there's so much. This year is so amazing to me because the hype for these teams, the hype for Kentucky, the the six or seven first round draft picks, uh, the Kansas with you know with Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, uh, you know Duke bringing in Jabari Parker. This was supposed to be the year of the super team, and what's happened here is that these super teams, quote unquote, have been such disappointments. When you look back at the Champions Classic, when you had Michigan State, you had Duke, you had Kansas, you had the University of Kentucky, all four of those teams. When you really look at it, have been disappointments, and, and I think what's happened is the media put so much hype on these teams that it's almost the results of the season, the wins and losses are almost secondary. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much like everybody's saying, "Oh well, Kansas is a is a you know a lock for a one seed." Kansas had eight losses going into yesterday. How does an eight loss team deserve a number one seed? I mean, really? I, I saw what they dropped yeah. to number two in bracketology. Uh, uh, that, yeah, wow. that, they finally dropped wow. number two with nine losses. Right. I mean, a ten-loss team. And a bad loss to bad loss to a bad West Virginia oh, team. I mean, I, it just this Kentucky this team amazing getting put in the right bracket, the, the right uh, you know whatever uh, during the tournament. <laughs> they they have the capability of being a Sweet Sixteen team. I want us to talk about something later on. Sorry to interrupt, That's, guys, uh-huh. but um, what I want to talk about is bracketology. Just just right now. 
What about why do the teams that win their conferences, even though it's smaller conferences, mm-hmm. why do they have to play in the play-in games? I mean, why can't That's a, good a team question. that very, very good you know question. is yes. like um, you know even a Kentucky now or in Alabama or wherever? Why don't why aren't they in the play-in games or why aren't they a 16 seed? Well, yeah, Kentucky I totally. I, I think it should games. be matchups of bubble teams in, in those play-in games because those teams yeah. that won way. conference championships earned their way into the tournament. They should not have to go to Dayton and play, you know, to for the right to play a, a, a one seed. I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. That's actually a good point. I think it should be like maybe an eight versus an eight and a mm-hmm. nine versus a nine sure. to get those spots. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to it me. Does. You know what? If you're dealing with challenges of pain from accidents, memory loss or anything, injury, call Brandon Lawrence, 502-587-0041. <laughs> Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice, the best injury, a personal injury attorney in Louisville, Kentucky, the lawyer for the city. This show is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be on the air. We'd like to thank him for that. Thank you, Brandon. And he will be calling in in the uh, the last segment of the show to give his corrections. And I'm pretty sure he'll have a ton of uh, corrections for Rashawn and yeah, Ashley today. And, and I'm right. going to give off their him uh, in, their factual Kentucky inaccuracies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the fact is, Kentucky has beaten one team that is a lock for the NCAA tournament, and that does not spell tournament team. Period. At the end of the day, Carlo, I'm sorry. I want somebody okay. to call who in is Louisville beating other than. SMU, a joke. They've, they're not SMU's not a real quality top twenty five team. Top twenty teams on the road. SMU's not a top SMU, a, a real team. Cincinnati, UConn, and that was luck. Memphis. Luck. UConn's terrible. Really? Yes, they got beat by Houston. UConn's awful. It's not the UConn Let's of the gold. Let's talk about some of the people you guys you, have lost to this season. Calhoun's not walking through that door. It's not uh, any of those guys. Carlo. <laughs> I'm I'm but I'm I'm trying on this he's on this right Lord's Day. Well, we're gonna take a quick to be commercial calm and break. Nice to you, but you're raising my blood pressure. And we're gonna come back. It's the main event takeover, NWO style. Deshaun Myers, Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. We'll be right back. Here's a little song for the Baptists. Well, the church burned down and no one knew what Pentecost Baptist was going to do. The brimstone got so that gum hot it burned up a church bus in the parking lot. In a panic, the Reverend Dr. White called up an ex-member that hadn't lived right. He owned Joe's beer joint right across the fence. It's the same Joe's he preached against. He said, I don't really want to be a hypocrite. I got a Sunday school class. It's about to shut. We're all excited about revival week. Been moved by the spirit, so to speak. With all the souls we saved and money we spent, we thought God. All right, welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Whoops. <laughs> Ashley Danielle, the lovely. Uh, Rashad Myers. And on the line, we got our very own, the Weekend Sports Buzz on Carolina Steve. Carolina, how's it going? Just fine. Rashad, you still preaching that propaganda about how the Louisville can dominate in any sport in any conference. Hey, you know what? They're, they're he knows you to, will. They're heading to your home. Turf, Carolina, the ACC. That's right, and they'll be about fourth or fifth in football, <laughs> about fourth or fifth in basketball, maybe in the top six in baseball. Hey, Carolina, mm-hmm. you, you do know your history, though. University of Louisville has dominated every conference that they've been in. There ain't no way they can not. You got Florida State, you got Clemson, you got Miami, you've got Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, by the way, has the winningest. Active football coach of any team in the 
college football. Frank Beamer, one of my favorites. That's right. And you also have uh, that. Uh, the, the, look, Syracuse was going to dominate, and they came in. What are they? Fourth place now in the conference. <laughs> Basketball next year. I'm picking Duke to win everything because Jabari Parker is not going to declare for the pros. He's going to be there with Okafor next year. Now, now, let me ask you: Do you really believe that Jabari Parker is going to turn down no worse than probably the third pick in the draft? Uh, do you really think he's gone. coming back, Carolina? He's out of here. I actually think he's coming back. He was on, and he said he, that he said that he needs thinks that he needs for some things he needs to work on and learn before he goes to the pros. He's averaging like twenty two so, points and like seven rebounds. Like what? What? What else can he? I mean, he has been one of the, if not the best freshman consistently this whole basketball. year. Yeah, out I mean, of everybody. Even well, Wiggins. Uh, I mean, Wiggins yeah. had a forty one freshman at Kentucky. Way I just had to throw that in. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who has 15, I got a question who has like 15 double-doubles this year. <laughs> What's up, Carolina? Who will get player of the year in college basketball this year? Ooh. Julius Randle's in the top five. Can I vote for Russ Smith? No, come on. I Are can't you vote serious? for Russ Smith. No, I, I mean, That's Russ the Russ biggest had a great disappointment season, of the year. I mean, really? Doug McDermott Doug is, has, has got to be player of the year. I mean, I, I know he plays for uh, Creighton. I know he oh, plays no, in, in a mid-level a league, but he is. He's unbelievable. Carolina, are you on the McDonald's train? He is my choice yeah. for player of the year for the simple reason that he just scored his 3,000th point, moved seven in the uh, in, uh, NCAAs, passing the great Oscar Robertson. Yeah, I mean, you start getting up into that territory. Anytime you pass the big O in anything, that's saying something. But, I mean, D- Doug McDermott, he's a proven winner. I mean, he's a guy that's done it. Uh, consistently every year um, for Creighton. I, I usually don't go for the mid-major guys, but he is akin to Larry Bird when he was at Indiana State. I'm not saying he's as good as Larry Bird, but there's no doubt about the talent. There's no doubt that he's going to be a, a very good NBA player when he gets there. I got to give it up. Doug McDermott my, is my player of the year. A close first over Russ Smith. Come on, man. Russ Smith's not even ahead of Russ Smith is probably probably should is uh, should finish second in that malady. Mm-hmm. He has proven a lot this year and he he proved me wrong. I didn't think he could uh do as good as he did, and I'm very impressed with Russ. Well, well, Carolina, you know I'm the biggest Louisville fan around, and I did not think that Russ was going to do the things that he did to get better. I mean, he's shooting almost 50% from the field. He's shooting almost 40% from three-point land. He's got a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. I mean, he's making his team better. He goes out yesterday on senior day, only scores three points, has 13 assists. Russ Smith has completely changed his game for the betterment of the team. So I have to give him props for that because I didn't, I didn't see it happen. Me too. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, it takes a player from my home state to get y'all where you should be by his play inside. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> I'll give you props on that. Hey, <laughs> let me ask something, Carolina. Montrez Harrell right now, is there a, a big man playing better than Montrez Harrell right now in the nation? No, there isn't. And the thing I like about him, he's from Southwest Edgecombe, which is in uh, Tar- uh, near Tarboro. And uh, what gets me and the people in the state of North Carolina, nobody really offered him that much of a basketball scholarship. Yeah. Rashawn, what sport do you think he was offered more scholarships in? Oh, it's got to be football. football yeah. I-, I would think he would be. Yeah, they said he would have been just man. as good, if not better, than Clowney. 
Oh, I believe it. I, I mean, defensive end, you, you put my treasure. I mean, they're almost exactly the same type of measurements. Great wingspan, great explosion, uh, great motor. Uh, he would have been an unbelievable defensive end. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, well, I think one thing, that area that they come from, there's been some good basketball players come out of there. Uh, there's one of them that went to Maryland that was real good uh, from the Edgecombe County teams and was a starter and uh, played real well. Really? Yeah. He I, had, mean, uh, he, he, I tell you what, the thing about Montrez that, that impresses me is that I really think that when Shane Behannon got kicked off the team, I think Shane Behannon was a little bit of his crutch. I, I don't think that he was ever going to reach where he is now with Shane there because he could lean on that, you know, on that upperclassman to really, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say babysit him, but I, I don't think he pushed himself. But sure, once, he wasn't forced into, uh, exactly, the, into, into the, the spot role. where he had to produce. Yeah, like, and, he had and, no and choice. I, I think it's made it completely different. I mean, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. I did not realize he had that type of game, but he's pretty much doing 20, 10, and 5 every <laughs> night. That's impressive. Right. Well, I'm always partial to the big men, so those <laughs> that's what I always pay attention to. And Gorgie, um, David Padgett, those are my two oh, yeah. all-time favorite big men of Is Harrell history ever. Patino's best big man ever? Uh, or at least at Louisville? I would say most athletic. <laughs> you said ever? Are you serious? Yeah, no, I would say absolutely. I wouldn't say that. Ever? I think the thing, the reason why Gorgie was, well, Gorgie's just Gorgie. I just love Gorgie. <laughs> but uh, David Padgett, the reason why he was my number one favorite big man of all time is because he knew when to score. Mm-hmm. He knew how to set his teammates up for four shots. It yeah. was like he was a, a floor general from the center position, and that's yeah. not something you see often. Better so, than purpose? Well, no, I'm speaking of as far as Patino plays because oh, you know, okay. Patino's Patino, always okay. been more of a guard okay. guy. He's right, not had right, a lot of right. big time big men, so mm-hmm. because you know. he was guard, he has it's, special it's, projects. Yeah, exactly. He has special exactly. projects like uh, like Gorgie's a special I mean, project. Even Nazi, I think yeah, when you look back, Nazi Muhammad, uh, all his big men have been more Jamal projects. McGlure. Jamal McGlure, I, well, he he played under Tubby. He didn't play. Under he was Rick. recruited by. Uh, he was recruited yeah. by Rick. Yes, but but you know, I mean, I think it could be argued. What. One thing you guys don't realize is dunking doesn't win championships. <laughs> it puts points on the board because Julius Randle does it all the time. No one complains about that. Well, I mean, so, I, I think at the beginning of the year, yes, Montrez was pretty much a run and dunk alley oop guy. True. But I mean, he's shown he's, he's so evolved. much more. Uh, ability he's just the oversized. He's, he's just like Alvin Sims, man. He's just a, just a little bit. He's a he's big a Alvin Sims. Nature, man. Yeah, he's I a mean, freak of nature. But that's so, not that's oh. not going to win championships. So Carolina, <laughs> if you had to pick a national champion today. Who would you pick? That's tough. There's about four teams that I think can win it. Florida being one of them, Duke being one of them. Uh, I also, I was thinking Arizona was back, but I see where they lost last night. Uh, yeah. I think I think you still got to go with uh, with the standards. I don't think uh, that you'll have that that much in it, but I say Florida is the odds-on favorite right now. You're not SEC. giving Wichita State a chance? No, they don't have big show with them. Okay. <laughs> mm. yeah, but they have an experienced <laughs> season team. It's been, oh, it's been there before. So, Okay. Thanks, Carolina. Hey, hey thanks for Thanks, talk, Carolina. Yeah, okay, good. y'all have a good one. Rashad, it was good talking to you again. We can go get another morning show. Hey, I, it, it'll be coming soon, Carolina. I guarantee you, sir. Thank you. Okay, and you and me can argue back and forth about the ACC. You I, have a good day. Hey, I thank you, sir. I can't. I can't wait. At the first Baptist bar Carolina Steve. That's my man. One and only man. You know what? Let's talk about this joke. 
how much time we got for commercial break, Todd? We're good? Yeah, we got a couple minutes. All right, let's talk about this joke of a conference that Louisville was in. <laughs> Seriously? That decides the number one seat off the flip of a coin. Here, okay, <laughs> That's so- a joke. You, sh- you guys should be ashamed of that. You, I mean, then again, how many championship, conference championships are you going to share as an organization? Hey. You do it in football, now you do it in the basketball. <laughs> I will say Win this. it outright. For the a- well, AC. you guys don't even have that option. <laughs> that's, that's an excellent point. No, no flipping the coin needed in the, sweetest, in the SEC. In the sweetest and most loving way possible. <laughs> you all are not like even her. in that conversation. <laughs> I like her. She's it, feisty. It's still, I mean, <laughs> hey, if you guys are satisfied with mediocrity, and flipping a coin and getting the easy way out, and on top Medio- of that, mediocre. Yeah, not, Kentucky, we're trying to break it it's down. Kentucky but mediocre Wildcats. You guys got the number two yes, seat, yes. which is the you easy road to the national championship. Below mediocre in football, just like you had. You're going pretty. to stay there. Why was it? You this all, is not football season. Actually. You are mediocre in <laughs> basketball. This is basketball. Basketball. You season. all started phenomenal with with so much hype, probably more hype than any team in the country. Oh, oh no, that they were the greatest recruiting class you know, of all time. I, I keep going back to that, 40&0.com. <laughs> I'm hoping you, whoever this guy is to try to call me out on Facebook, Adonis is listening. I hope he calls in. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> because I, can you read what he posted? Because you're, cause cause you're, you're not winning. I greatly appreciate it. Well, I'll read what no, he it makes posted. No, it'll make me nauseous. I'm not reading that. Crap. Okay, from Adonis Jackson. I greatly appreciate this message. And he tagged Carlo in this post. I like he said, Carlo, Not even my friend. He's going to tag me. He's sent <laughs> me a friend request. He's going to tag me. He, no, because you were wrong. He said, Carlo Kellum was so wrong, so in capital letters, about the outcome of the game at the Stephen C. O'Connell Center. I look forward to Ashley Miller reminding him of that during the weekend sports buzz. And you know, Adonis, I'm hopeful that I've given you what you wanted. Because he was wrong. <laughs> Yes, and I agree that he just posted, or he posted last night, UK has no good road wins and several bad losses against the field. U of L is better than UK. I, I don't, know, I don't understand how that. you can make a statement Dro- like just that. And you, lo- drop you lost, you lost drop UK, mic. so what does that say about UK? U of L. You know what? What does that say about you guys? Uh, if if no. that's the case, what does that say? It says that Kentucky yeah. had one decent win at home. I think that, that Carlo, at the end of the day, that's all it is. Carlo, my love. Yes, I you guys beat us early. If you guys beat us in March, I would give you a lot more credit for that win. I can't even get we my. I can't even the get the investment on my other returns. In fact, totally in fact, we're not the same team that we were in. In it, we're not the same team now that we were in December. Nor are you guys the same team. We've gotten better and progressed. Like I said earlier, like in the fall, that we would peak at the right time. That I wasn't worried about our losses. That's exactly what's happening. Kentucky, on the other hand, has gone backwards, which is what you guys did last season. So maybe that's a trend under Coach Cal's leadership. Mm. With all the delusional wow. talk that's going on, we're going to take a quick commercial hey, break. And if Adonis wants to jump in, Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line 384-1450. Give us a call next. Had our own Nick Coffee of the Cardinal Connect. Of course, he does inside the press box uh, weekdays from 5 to 6 on here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. He wanted to let you know that for two years in a row now, Kentucky is the biggest disappointment in college basketball. So he wanted to know how you felt about that. I f- the way I feel about that is that we're getting national news. with It's kind of like, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> They're not winning it, true. but we're still in the news. 
And there's sometimes, you know, we're still, we, we still got the buzz out there. So is that what you're going for? No, I'm just saying, it, <laughs> hey, we're still the most talked about program. Because and, not, we're not, we're, and we're not even winning. I mean, my mentors told me that not all publicity is good publicity. Hey, that's tell, not good tell, for that, tell that to Jerry Jones. That's not good for your, for your I, I'd rather listen to a billionaire. Not a good look. We got a caller. <laughs> right. On the line, we have the one, the only, Brian, the insider. How you doing, Brian? Brian, how's it going? Good morning, guys. And I'm doing good. Good morning, Ashley and <laughs> Carlo and Todd and Rashawn. You sound great. Great to have a, a Cardinal fan on there. Before I get into horse racing, I want to. I can't. I can't stop. But to go back to some of Carlo's comments that just sit with you. But uh, <laughs> the one that bothers me is how UConn, number 19th ranked, is no good. But the but the Cats bad loss to UK. Let's not forget, guys. Back in December, guess who beat Florida? Yeah, UConn. So, uh, you know, they did lose on the road to Houston, but let's not forget about the mighty and how to listen to Cal's press conference. And, boy, you'd have thought the, uh, uh, you know, the Florida Gators were the next coming of the Miami Heat. I mean, Brand, uh, they're the greatest team in the world. But uh, Brand, a let's clock, not forget about that loss, Carlo. Brian, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, I tell you what. But, hey, let me get into horse racing. A big day, uh, two big uh, derby preps yesterday, the Tampa Derby, which has been a real springboard for a lot of horses going into the Kentucky Derby, was won by a horse named Ring Weekend, uh, 14 to 1, paid $30. Graham Motion is the trainer of that tap at Gelding, and uh, he's, uh, he's, if you might remember him, he was the trainer of Animal Kingdom, who won the Derby back in 11, so, uh, so he's excited about that. Then over on the West Coast, California Chrome absolutely demolished the San Felipe field, and if he runs anything like that, we may be hearing a lot more about California Chrome. A very, very impressive winner. Later on in the card, there was the uh, the big cap, the Santa Anita handicap, and it was won by Game On Dude. Everyone thought he was gone. He took Mucho Macho. And uh, we'll take charge, and, and very impressive win for Bob Baffert. So just when we thought that Gutsy Gelding was uh, about ready to hang up his, uh, his cleats, uh, he, he very impressive performance. But uh, I want to give a couple shout-outs. One to the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. Uh, that was great. I watched them getting into the dance yesterday. And how about Russ Smith's performance? Mm-hmm. I thought it was unbelievable that he could turn into a point guard and prove to everybody that he can do whatever he needs to do. And uh, uh, I, I love the show, guys. And uh, any questions? If not, I'll listen to your comments. Uh, yeah, I got a question, Brian. Uh, <laughs> it's actually on horse racing. I had a conversation <laughs> with somebody the other uh, other day. You know, I grew up watching Pat, uh, Pat, Pat Day. Day. Mm-hmm. He was the it jockey. Who is the new it jockey going into Derby in the future? Carlo, that's a great question. I think it's a guy named Joel Rosario who won the Derby last year. He came into the Derby last year as the, probably the hottest jockey uh, in my recent memory. And then he went ahead and he had a big year. He got hurt, but he's back. Uh, he, so he took some time off last year. But I would say Joel Rosario, he was uh, he runs a lot down at Gulfstream. But I noticed yesterday he was over in Santa Anita running. So I would put him. John Velasquez is uh, uh, very, very good. But my money, if I had uh, a horse, I'd put Joel Rosario on him. If he can't drink like Pat Day, I don't know if he can fill those shoes, man. But <laughs> – but I'll look out for yeah, that guy. That day's tough. Let me ask you this uh, about your beloved Cardinals. You better <laughs> pray and pray hard to God that y'all don't have to play EKU in the first round because you know that Louisville has a tough time beating in-state uh, schools when it's the first Seriously? round of tournament play. 
Wow. I said it. I can't right believe you said that with a straight face. <laughs> Carlo, I got to tell you, I feel for you a little bit, but my wife's a big UK fan, and uh, I tell you, it's uh, I, I, it was very sad. Go listen to Cal's press conference, and and I mean, it's uh, it's it's tough times. Uh, uh, you know, they they pitched Billy Gillespie, and they called Tubby ten lost Tubby, but uh, you know, be good. go back and read the Pat Forty article without some seasoned veterans that Cal didn't bring in. Yeah, and without the lucky, uh, not lucky, he got Anthony Davis, but I think he was once-in-a-generation player. Uh, I don't think this formula works. Look at Florida, four seniors. Uh, you look at the four seniors you, uh, Louisville has. I think you, I think that one-and-done model is broke, and I don't think U.K. fans are going to tolerate this kind of success much longer. He's a wise man with the horses, and he's a wise man in college basketball. Agreed. Sounds good. Ditto. Uh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate you, man. And Okay, guys. Love the show. Thanks, brother. I mean, but but you know what? He's absolutely right, and I don't care. College basketball will never change. How are you saying it's right if he's already proven that he can win? No, no. First of all, Cal won with Billy Clyde Gillespie's players. He won with Gillespie's players since he's had only his recruits the last two years. He has. Who was the starter point guard of that team? team. Who was the star of that team? Anthony Davis. Who's recruiting that? First of all, Teague. Who Who scores the twenty-five points in the championship game? I mean, he has some. Deron Lamb. Okay. Yo, who's Deron Lamb? He was a guy who went to the Final Four the year previous. Who was the guy who carried them out of every difficult situation? Rashawn, it's called Team. Miller. It's called experience Team. Win. You yeah, cannot, it's experience. I mean, it, That's what he's supposed to do. He's a part that. of the team. I mean, but the point being is that this was not MKG and Anthony Davis's team, they were good parts of a whole. Okay. Everybody wants to get so excited about all these young players, but they. What what you see when you see a Derrick Rose, what you see when you see a Carmelo Anthony and some of these other guys that have been great one and dones is that you saw freshmen being able to come in there and do what they do well. I mean, Michael Kidd-Gurkos, what did Kentucky need from him? They needed him to be a garbage man, a guy who hustled on defense, dove for loose balls, you know, be that kind of emotional leader. That's all they needed him to do. Uh, what did they need from Anthony Davis? They need him to be a post presence, to block shots, and to not let anything come into the paint. That's what he was good at. What they're asking these freshmen to do now is to be the whole team. The whole team, and that's... That's a completely different thing. Sometimes it works. Yeah. It's a, I think it's not necessarily a fluke because they are great players, yeah. but when it comes down to crunch time, when you're in a big-time tournament game on a big stage, mm-hmm. a lot of times they crack. I mean, and when you look I'd at rather Carmelo, have a senior than a freshman that's a star. That Syracuse team started three seniors mm-hmm. and a very good sophomore in Hakeem Warwick. When you look at Derrick Rose, that, that team from Memphis that went to the Final Four, they started four juniors, and then Derrick Rose was a very talented freshman. These freshmen don't win games on their own. It's right. never been that way. They get a lot of the hype, but when you really break it down and look at those rosters, it's not a team full of young guys. Mm-hmm. It is a team that has... As experience, I mean, look at the Fab Five. Yeah. They didn't win a championship. Mm-mm. They made it to the back-to-back they back championships. They, they, they made it to a Final back-to-back. Four and a title game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Was it the Final Four? It yeah. was a Final no, Four no, the no. first they year. Their freshman to... year, they did not make the, t- the, the championship because they got blown out by Duke in the Final Four. It was four. in the Final Four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, that team was good enough to get there. But at the end of the day, you need that experience to sure. win. Sure. I mean, look at that, that North Carolina and team. No, they're not. You're them. wrong, man. They no, lost to Duke in the championship, then lost then lost North Carolina the year I, after that. I, I, I want to say that was a Final Four. I will ask yeah. well, that. Well, Brandon will call in and remind I'm pretty, yeah, that. I'm pretty confident about I'm that. Sure, I'm sure yeah, Brandon is on that. Yeah, who is our program brought to us today by Carlo? Brandon J. Lawrence. Where's a J? 
stands for, for justice. No right. longer. Julius Randle. J stands for the jabronis who are talking bad about the University of Kentucky Wildcats. I was going to say J stands for Joker because he's a Kentucky fan, wow. too. So yeah. The NBO is in the house. I love you, Well, thank, we think, thank you, Brian, once, uh, Brandon, once again for uh, sure. sponsoring the show. I think something that you said, Rashawn, is so true. And uh, when you have freshmen, you said they don't win championships on their own. They need more instruction. They need more nurturing, yep. especially if they have to be go out there and play the stars. And that's something that Derek Anderson t- said on the phone last week, mm-hmm. is um, which Carlo now agrees with, that they are not really running plays. But I said that last week. Actually, he agreed with me when I said that last week. These fantastic players, you need to put them in a system. <laughs> right, you need to put them in a system that works for them. Right. It's like they're out there playing organized street ball. Well, if they were seniors, they may be able to better maneuver that type of system and make it successful. But what people think- see <laughs> with a lot of these, <laughs> what people see with a lot of these young guys is they see the talent. Okay, but they don't understand that when you have upperclassmen like a Darius Miller, like a DeAndre Liggins, they teach these guys during the sure. summertime how sure. you have to play. Mm-hmm. Calipari can yell at people till he's blue in the face, but if you don't have those experienced guys that have been through the wars that understand how to play college-level defense. This is how you play. I'm going to show you how you play. If you don't have that leadership on the court, they're not going to listen to John Hood. Why? Because John Hood is horrible. They're not going to listen to Jared Posen because Jared Posen is terrible. About John, Wood, John Hood came in John on senior Hood night and showed terrible. out. On senior night, he came in right away, wow. hit a couple threes. He showed out, man. <laughs> I mean, these put him in guys, the offense. I say put him in posting in. Oh Teach these guys a lesson. I mean, look, listen on the bench. To you, if you have to depend on John Hood and Jared Polson, yeah, you might as well just go ahead to the NIT now. You're not winning the game. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, they need guys that are good enough to teach them how to play. And, and I don't think you've had that the last two years, and I think that's why Kentucky has struggled. I agree with you. Calipari is going to have to change his formula, but the biggest question is, will he, he be around to do it? Of course, come on. now there's been talk about him going. He's not going to New York. He's not going anywhere. He's not following. If they go any, back to the NIT, he might be looking for a new job. He's not going anywhere. He has a chip within four years of his has existence. Has any with the Kentucky University coach Kentucky. ever taken a team to back to back NITs in a non, uh, you know, non suspension? <laughs> you act like Patino didn't take Louisville to the NIT at all. I, I, I'm but, talking but, about the University of Kentucky. I'm just saying. I'm, right, we're you know, talking, I'm glad that we I are. I mean, I wish you could be we're, objective. <laughs> like, I, really, I, mean, I really wish that you could see things with clear lenses and not through muddy water. Like, I, I just I just really wish that you could be realistic and a voice of reason sometimes and not be so brainwashed by the blue. I, he's definitely I'm, I'm being very re- realistic about he this He has thing. B- a big blue this Kool-Aid is, in that cup right Okay, <laughs> I'm going to put it to you guys right now. Everybody, I want your opinion. We've got a few minutes left in the hour. First hour today. Who would you pick today? Today, if you had to pick today, who would win the NCAA championship? Carlo, you go first. Uh, Florida. And don't say Kentucky. Yeah, SEC, I mean, nah, Florida. <laughs> okay. Florida. I mean, yeah, because you remember Todd a couple okay. of weeks ago. It's close enough. Kentucky. It's SEC. Right. Uh, right. That proves my point that SEC is the dominant conference in basketball. And football. <sighs> okay, Dan, Danielle, what do you think? Ashley, Danielle. That's a tough one for me. Um, I would like to see Louisville and Florida in the final game. I think that would be a really awesome game. Uh, Right now, today, I would pick Florida. 
I'd wake Uh-oh. up tomorrow and feel something Too different. Florida. Okay, we're shot up at yours. Uh, you know what? They're the chance until somebody knocks yeah. them off. I, I think that the University of Louisville is playing the best basketball of every team in the country right now. They when haven't I, played anybody, Rashad. When, when I look at the fact that they've gone you, on the road. That's not valid anymore. You can't uh, say that, no, Carlos. Not, not, not at all. I mean, when you look at them, you can talk about Florida. You can talk about Kansas. You can talk about all these teams. All I know is Florida almost lost twice to Auburn, and Auburn is horrid. So I mean, Lauren takes those bad teams and beats them by 30 and 40. Because you to me, play a lot of bad teams. Give me the card. <laughs> there you go, to Florida. I mean, out of your schedule, 20, 25 of the teams you played have been, well, maybe more than that, 28. <laughs> Brad J. Lawrence, if you're listening, we want you to call in to end of the second hour, give us our corrections, and we want your prediction on you, who you think will win the NCAA. If, it, if the, the uh, tournament game, title game was tomorrow night, who would you pick? Who would be in it? Uh, you, 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 I've still ran for my question I, I posed earlier about the joke of a conference you have. <laughs> a joke of Winning a conference. Winning on the, on the, on the, on the conference. Having the easy way through the conference tournament, Seriously? getting the second seed. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you actually brought that up because that was not the first tiebreaker, okay? It went down to, okay, you have overall record, which, of course, um, Louisville and Cincinnati were tied. Then it comes down to whoever the, had the best record versus the third team in the conference, and they both had the same record there. So then it becomes what your record is by you know versus the teams after that. Louisville and Cincinnati both had the exact same record, so that that was like the. Then they should have went break. next down on the list, though. They should they should have a system in place where it just goes down the list. I, who, I think the next they beat Memphis. Did they beat this team? The next tiebreaker is who can run fastest to the team bus. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> might as well, yeah, they might as well have a fifty yard dash to see who wins. Right. You right. can do it XFL style and just I mean, throw, roll the basketball out there was, and let them wrestle. You know, for it. of all the things XFL did, they brought they were innovative. I hate to change the subject, <laughs> but that is XFL was fantastic. Remember they had the scramble? Oh yeah. You remember the very first time they did that, yes, the, guy the guy tore his shoulder. Tore his shoulder up. <laughs> and the other thing, a couple of other things, and the NFL uses it now is the camera yep, above cam. the sky, sky cam. cam. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I like was the winning team got more money. I, I now I really do like yes. that. They get some incentive. They were playing to go out for there. something. These guys were playing. They were for, playing for minimum wage, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> basically. But they were one. And you remember he hate me. Oh yeah, yeah. Ross Smart. What the guys were right? Yeah. yeah, WKU. Uh, I love the XFL. I'm sorry. I had every team <laughs> shirt. I had every team hat. I love the XFL. I actually went and saw the Las Vegas Outlaws play. Really? Yeah, a real game. Oh, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. Wasn't Tommy Maddox a quarterback for one of those teams? No, he Tom, was uh, Galaxy, LA yeah, Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and uh, Jeff Brom. You know, he, he gave the he speech. Was, He's like, what, what did he say? Is this or is this not the XFL? You know, he gave yeah. the, the great speech before one of his games. He came out there and played with a, a hurt, a broken something, and he right. went out there and played anyway. It was awesome. But Jeff, once again. Jeff Brom played for San Francisco, I think. The Orlando Rage. Oh, the Orlando Rage. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like your uh, when you guys had the when we went to Final Four, not when you didn't play UConn and yes. won the, the Big East. Yes, same exact thing may happen again. You're not going to play Memphis. You're not going to play Cincinnati. You're going to end up playing some yeah, bum. Memphis, in the, Cincinnati, in the, in the, and Connecticut in, are all on the top side of the bracket. Louisville just has to deal with that SMU. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it's a joke. I mean, you know, it, the coin that they flipped a coin. You know, Louisville, you take advantage. You, you know what? Advantage opportunity is Louisville number one seed. I think that they should be. I think that their resume sure. says they're. Are uh, they number one, one over Michigan? Um, 
over Michigan. Yeah. Um, you think Michigan be, should be considered? You know, Michigan seat? almost lost to Indiana at home. So it's anybody who loses to Indiana, I, I'm sorry. You know what? How you're playing matters. They, that's why they look at the last 10. And I don't think Kansas is playing very well right now. Florida, I have to give them a credit. They've won their games, but they've had a lot of games that were a lot closer than they needed to be. The fact that they lost to Connecticut early, they lost to Wisconsin. They've had a lot of very close games. They beat Florida State by one point. I mean, a lot of these teams have gone records and I think because they have these one and done kids they want to overhype this talent to me Louisville is playing by far the best of all these teams they have all the experience but you know what they don't have they don't have the one and done the sexy you know top five one pick. player sure they yeah, don't did. kicked them off the team with Uville there's uh, no still, way you believe that Shane Bahannon was, was going to be a top pick <laughs> out of Louisville true. yeah he would have been you're crazy yeah, he's the, he was the Charles Barkley of your you know if what? it wasn't for him y'all wouldn't have won a championship last you're year you're tripping and in oh, the words of Kelly w- Patrick <laughs> shut the hell up uh, <laughs> if it was for Bahannon to get the rebound offensive rebounds and putbacks last year that he did. If yeah, it I wasn't for Luke Hancock shooting threes, we wouldn't have Luke won the national championship. He's another Jeff Hall. He's been cold since wow, April. he's most outstanding However, player of the Final Four. Exactly. He's been, he, he cooled off after he's, the game. He's, he's another, been cold he's since another Jeff Hall. We, we, will, we won't see him in the NBA. I still question UofL Center. Uh, th- I think that's their weak spot. But I'm going to stick with my same prediction I made three or four weeks ago. Villanova. Uh, that's mm. my sleeper team. I'm still sticking by them. They're playing. They're playing good ball too. Wow. What about Wichita yeah. State? Is Wichita State with their with their they schedule? They've got a lot of experience. They've got a lot of experience, but their we, their schedule is. I don't think they're number mediocre. one. I think they might probably a two. Wichita State is not as good as they were last year. I give them credit. They have a lot of experience. They have some good players. I love Baker. I love Van Vliet. Uh, they have some good pieces, but without their starting point guard from last year, Armstead, right. who was an all-conference player, player of the year, they had uh, th- their center uh, starting on that uh, team. He destroyed Gorgie Zhang uh, in that Final Four game. He's no longer there. I like them, but they just don't have enough. They're playing six players, and I'm sorry, if you're not Duke uh, of what, circa 2001 or Kentucky circa 2012, you're not playing six players and winning a championship. It just It's not going to happen. I do think they will go in. If they win the conference tournament, they will go in a one seed. You have to. Yeah. You have yeah. to give an undefeated team a one seed. I agree. No doubt. But so. they're, they're not winning at all. I, and you know I, what? I, I In fact, think. I've seen some projections where Wichita State was the one seed in Indianapolis region. Give Louisville the number two seed in that region. Wow. I'll take that what all day a game. Two, what a game. Two, two and a half weeks ago, we would have been saying right now Syracuse is the best team in the nation. They are what? Two and three in the last, I, four, when uh, we last did five last, games? I picked Arizona. Yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back, talk about Syracuse and their fall from grace. But before that, top of the hour, it's Ashley's Crazy. Ashley's Local Cinco. And we'll be right back here weekend sports with Kentucky and the whole Kentucky Hour. It's Ashley's Local Cinco at her top five crazy sports stories of the week. Without further ado, 
I really love Ashley Daniel. Um, Kelly, because the way he says Ashley's crazy is just it's Ashley's priceless. crazy. <laughs> Ashley's <laughs> crazy. Wow. Okay, I one more Kelly. time. Cue again. Ashley's crazy. <laughs> That's uh, how Kelly says it. It is in the words of Kelly Patrick. In the words of Kelly Patrick. All right, here's my top five. First story: Aaron Hernandez back in the news. Apparently, he's been charged with assault and battery for a ferocious attack on a defenseless inmate. This happened uh, a little bit like towards the end of February, where he attacked an inmate who was wearing handcuffs. It was February 25th, and apparently, uh, sources say that the victim was talking smack to Hernandez, so he just walks up. And punches him while he's handcuffed, so defenseless. He couldn't even fight back. Well, you know what? In that type yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know he's still he's still in prison, but uh, so he just street cred. walked well, he up to. and punched him. So <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the the jail they had originally put Hernandez in some type of isolation for his own protection. Uh, so. Apparently now they're going to have to change those procedures and make sure nothing happens again. But what's up? Like, is he trying to get street cred? Is he trying to make well, yeah, sure people don't know, mess with him while he's there? Or he saw somebody in handcuffs. Being first, <laughs> being a, you know, a former. Come, please, please, please. Being a being a a former criminology guy, probation officer, the type of situation he's in, he has to do that. In order to, so he's to stay to alive, defend himself. He has to prove sure. that he's a he's a badass and don't mess with him. In he's prison. crazy. That's what Aaron Hernandez is crazy. He's letting people know don't <laughs> mess with him. He's not getting taken. Uh, so he he probably did that to prove a point. You never seen uh what's the movies back in the day? Uh, I remember his eyes. Uh, you remember eyes? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, eyes was one of my favorite uh, shows back in the day. What was the old prison movie with Sugar Ray? Uh, the old school movie, man. Oh yes, I, I penitentiary. Uh, penitentiary, yeah. yeah. You've, you've never seen penitentiary <laughs> one. I've never seen it. Uh, penitentiary two. Yeah, that. With, uh, what was that, his name? That, uh, that was real. Uh, Sugar Ray. It was real. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet or something. Oh, you gotta watch that movie. Penitentiary one, penitentiary two. It's a boxing yes. prison movie. Something like awesome. a Jim Brown movie. Movie yeah, that Jim funny. Brown would be in. <laughs> he may have been in one of those. I don't know. Rough. Well, number two. Story number two. In no particular order, I'd have to add that. Uh, so apparently Nick Cannon and a couple of Super Bowl champions are, they now have something in common. They were all targeted for tens of thousands of dollars by an alleged scam artist who just got slapped with a couple of felonies. Um, apparently ex-Patriots star Jarvis Green was ripped off earlier this year by this man who claimed he could hook him up with Miami Heat season tickets and partial ownership of the team. So according to the California Attorney General's office, this guy named George French Jones made similar offers to Charles Woodson, Warren Moon, and Nick Cannon. He was charged with 11 felonies, including grand theft, um, obtaining money by false pretenses, and identity theft. But what's interesting is how much money he tried to get from each person. So he tried to get 50000 from Woodson, 25000 from Green. But clearly, he didn't think Nick Cannon's pockets were that deep because he only got him for fifteen. <laughs> I admire the fact that he can go to these guys and just get them to pull out that, that type <laughs> right, of bread. Right. He got guts. Yeah, but he, he got guts. He Warren got Moon gave him $200,000. Wow. And his uh, apparently his rep wired it to him, according to the documents. Wow, so and he had a wire. This guy uh, is facing 30 years in prison if, he, if he's convicted. It sounds like Jay has 2.0. What do you think? Like, right? Like, I mean. That's Jay has 2.0. Well, just to continue to do it is, is my biggest thing. Is at some point, wouldn't you think it's going to catch <laughs> up with brave. you? I mean, you can't continually just screw people out of money and you don't, they never get any sort of return. With no regard. My thought is. Did they not like re- do you not research people before you start handing I over mean, wh- tens of thousands happened? of dollars? Did, did, did he go to like the Miami Heat game and just show up 
and just say, you know, hey, yeah. I'm an owner. No, yeah. you're not. I'm a, I can make you a part <laughs> owner. Give me 50000 and season tickets. Did like, he, like, go to American Airlines Arena and knock on the door and they didn't let him in? And he's like, hold on. This guy told me this is, you know, this right. pass is good. My, what I would like to know, too, is how did they catch him? You know, did right. some did one of the guys like finally report and say, "Well, this guy took yeah. fifty thousand dollars from me, and I got nothing or what?" I mean, but you know, what they always say football players aren't the sharpest tools in the shed, hmm. so you know they ain't too bright. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Well, story the, three. Story three. No, no particular order. I made it. In no particular order. You guys can tell me, uh, Rashawn, at the end which one is your favorite. Will do. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a little bit of progress, at least when it comes to fashion. So they had two top couture designers design their uniforms, and people are now saying that they're sexy. I didn't know football <laughs> uniforms could be sexy, but um, Project One Runway alum Michael Costello, who also designed Beyonce's Grammy dress, which is important to me, uh, that he's all about the change in Tampa Bay. He said he loves a new uniform. It's fresh. It's cool. It's sexier. He said the old uniforms look like T-shirts. And um, they said it reminds them of a wild black bird, and it looks like it's ready for the runway. Uh, <laughs> Do it make them play any better? I don't know. Hopefully. June Ambrose said that he, it's better to look good than to feel good. Maybe. <laughs> well, I got a quote from Deion Sanders that kind of goes with that. But uh, June Ambrose, he's a celebrity designer. She said that uh, she loves how it minimizes the tight end of the player's tail. But what and, did, jo- what did wow. Joan Rivers say about it? I have no That's clue. my question. Right, She's right. a fashionista. Well, Deion Sanders said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, they pay good. What do you think? I like that. Is it time look for? Fat. Is it? <laughs> they're not skinny jeans. Okay, our right? <laughs> mom jeans. You know what though? Believe it or not, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their first Super Bowl, it was the same year in which they enacted their pewter and whatever that is, orange or reddish uniform. Mm-hmm. That was the very first year of their new uniform when they won it all. Now John Gruden may have had a little bit to do with that, maybe, maybe but not, you know yeah. they say if you look good, you play good. I agree with that. I mean, we always, you know, in college. What's it say about the Raiders, man? Oh, boy. <laughs> We've had the same uniform since 1965. But the black and silver, that's the coldest uniforms. They, oh, they, most, they look good. Most definitely. And they play bad. Uh, <laughs> maybe they need a new version of the black and silver. I think so. I think so. It's definitely time for an upgrade. But you know what? The new uniforms, that they don't look too bad. I mean, I you like know, them. They're, they're, they're nice. Got the little block colors. Got the big giant flag, pirate flag. Eh, I like them. Yeah, I like pretty them. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Maybe we should hire them at UofL. Get us some sexy uniforms. Oh, please. Get, get away from Maybe the Petrino will let them wear black, you know, since. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they should design the Phillies uniforms. Maybe. I like that. There you go. Number Hashtag four. Phillies. Number four. Antonio Tarver apparently has a gambling problem. I heard about that. Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard, but he was in trouble with the Wynn Hotel for some gambling debt, but it's recently come to surface that not only was he sued over unpaid debts at the Wynn, but he's also been sued by two other Vegas casinos. Wow. So according to court documents, Tarver got in some trouble with the MGM Grand and the Bellagio back in 2009 after taking out some heavy-duty gambling money um, and failing to pay it back. So the MGM Grand said, uh, Grand said that Tarver borrowed $100,000 but paid back 10000 and the Bellagio says he borrowed fifty thousand and paid back five. <laughs> no, when you make it, when you re, when you make it in life, when you can go to the casino and say, "Hey, give me front me a hundred thousand. Is that how you know you're actually a celebrity? I don't know. Or maybe they, they just think you have money. I don't know. You. 
I hear it. Uh, wasn't his uh, character in the Rocky movie? Wasn't it Mason Dixon? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, good old. Yeah. I wonder if he went under his assumed name, Ma- Mason, Mason Dixon. Maybe he did, and they <laughs> figured him out. But apparently the hotel sued, and uh, they got their money back two years later. But apparently Target didn't learn his lesson, and uh, he's 45 now, just got rock- locked up for skipping out on $200,000 gambling marker from the win from back in 2012. Um, he suggested... That as long as he gets back in the ring and starts boxing again, he'll pay his I was off. I was going to say, I, we're going to hear Carlo talking about a comeback soon. He's right. Right. Tarver. Happens. But Tarver's <laughs> reps still say that he doesn't have a gambling problem. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, you know what? The first step towards healing is to admit you have a problem. Absolutely. So obviously he's still stuck on the first well, yeah, step. Yeah, when you get in, yeah, I, I think if you go in there getting credit, you got a problem. Yeah, yeah. well... I don't know. Like, who does that? It's uh, like, hey, I Antoine need two hundred thousand. Well, yeah, gambling is a, is a serious. That's a serious addiction. thing. That is serious. That's and why who I keeps? Stay give, away. Why would the win give him money if they know he has a? Record? And they know he has been champion forever. <laughs> why would they do that? <laughs> they need to be up to date on their sports knowledge. Right. Something. Maybe they need to run a credit report or something that's before awful. they. Do. Man, that's tough. Story what five: Miami Dolphins and Kelly would appreciate the story. Uh, Miami Dolphins linebacker Philip Wheeler says his girlfriend is being unfairly attacked over a picture showing her breastfeeding their son. And now he's calling for people to stop the boob hate. Um, apparently, his model girlfriend named Ashley Nicole was recently, po- she posted a photo showing her son latched onto her right breast inside their home. So she has on a dress. If you look it up, like, she's a really beautiful woman, but she has on, like, a long dress. She's holding the baby. You don't see anything, but you could tell that the baby's breastfeeding. Um, she included this caption with a picture that she posted on Instagram. Was on the way out the door, but then Mommy Duty called. Everything stops for him. Hashtag breast is best. Hashtag natural, or nature is beautiful. So the problem is everyone didn't feel the same way. Social media erupted, people trashing her for posting the picture in the first place. Uh, Wheeler says, Philip Wheeler says, I just wish everyone would leave it alone. She's a model. She takes pictures for a living. Uh, He pointed out that Giselle posted a breastfeeding picture back in December and everyone praised her for it. He doesn't understand why his girlfriend's not getting the same Because he doesn't have... Uh, four or three Super Bowl rings. That's why he's no <laughs> well, Tom Brady. <laughs> she still has a picture on her Instagram page and uh, told the people she has no plans on taking it down. So my, my question, Ashley, yes. and you as a woman, yes, okay, why is this an issue? Because it's not it's not a big deal when they pose in Playboy and they're showing a well, that's heck hard. of a lot more than just breastfeeding. I, I mean, so why is this an issue? People are uncomfortable with natural body parts. Period. I don't. I mean, honestly, I think the picture is inappropriate because, well, especially myself. Like, I plan to breastfeed my children, but I don't plan to advertise it on my Facebook and Instagram. Hey, kids gotta eat, man. It's like the rallies commercial. You gotta eat. I'm gonna show you the picture. No one wants. I mean, nobody wants to see all that. I mean, I I think if it's done tastefully, then people should be able to breastfeed. But then again, you know, I I just got off Facebook. I quit Facebook. I do not have a problem with that picture at all. Nobody (laughs) wants to see these selfies that we see in the bathroom. Of you taking yeah. a picture but, in the mirror and then your Carlo butt likes showing this. I don't have He's looked at it three times. He likes Nobody this wants to see that. So, <laughs> Todd, what, right, Todd I'm going to show you. I, okay. I mean, Todd's right. I don't want to see, especially if your bathroom's not clean. My whole thing is this fine. You know There's what? I, I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have an issue with, with, the, with the woman with breastfeeding in public and all that stuff. I don't have an issue. But my whole thing is why are you having to like take pictures of yourself and send it out to everybody? I just don't. Well, exactly. on this particular picture, well, I don't have a problem with I got, this. I got a problem with that. But the, but the picture, so what? It's her Facebook. 
I've right. said that for a right. long time. It's mine. You don't like it, just ignore it. So what? It's yeah. mine. I'm definitely an old man when it comes to the whole social media. But thing. yeah, I'm I, like, I you know think what? that every People. moment of your life should not be online. I mean, you know, we take a picture. This is what I'm eating today. These are the clothes that I'm putting on. This is my time I left shoe. This is my time I write shoe. I mean, what's this, next? You know. Classic it, Facebook diaries. Oh. Dude, going Facebook for a run. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, I, my, I get tired <laughs> reading about people running and exercising. I mean, it's just it's really people. Only on Fitness Fridays. <laughs> uh, no, it's every day on my Facebook. It's not no more. This might be my favorite. Your favorite picture? That is. Well, my favorite story. Story. Yeah, yeah, That's my favorite, favorite story. It's a favorite story because story. you like the picture. I'm trying to figure out how she kept her figure. And this is a brand new baby. Well, she's you know, Tom Brady's wife. Hey, well, you know, that's the big thing now is that the, that the ladies like to show off that they can get their bodies like right back. Oh, sure, after. sure. And that's that's, that's, and that's what right makes normal now. guys crazy because their girlfriends aren't capable of doing that. No, they are capable. They just don't have the willpower. <laughs> or the resources. Well, there's a will, there's they a probably, They're probably working every day. They don't have a, a nanny. But, yeah. Carla, you voting for this that. one? Huh? You voting for this one is your favorite? <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's my favorite. I'll go with it. Yeah, it's my favorite. I wasn't going with the Aaron and Hernandez story, but this one, yeah, this tops it. Yeah. What about you, Rashawn? Um, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna have to break the tie. I'm going with the Aaron Hernandez story. Yeah, she is. Right. There you go. I like that. The street cred. Stay alive, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, she has beautiful shoulder bones, by the way. Right, because that's exactly what you were looking at. Hey, we got a caller today. All right, caller, thank you for holding tight. Uh, we got Blue on the line. I'm sure, with a name like Blue, I'm pretty sure he's about to set the record straight coming. on the Uh-oh. University of Kentucky. Do you know Blue? Oh, yes. Uh-oh. Oh, okay, I, I can brother you, brother. How's everybody? Hey, Blue, what's going on with you, sir? Long time no talk to. Hey, hey yeah, I, can brother hear you. Um, hey, 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 Carlo, if I were you, man, what I do when I'm surrounded by a lot of UK haters, which I'm, I am daily, I just say, pat along, brother. Y'all don't get this chance very often. And just kind of laugh along with them, man. It's, it's fun. But, um, Appreciate it, Blue. Hey, 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 Rashawn, you, hey, about the Harrison twins, me, you were mentioning that it's all about the potential. Right. I don't see potential. I, I see they need to be developed. You, you know, when I heard about all the hype, uh, about the 6'6 six, six twins and this and that, I was hoping to be like Michael Carter Williams. Wasn't the guy play point guard for Syracuse last year? Right. Yes, sir. Uh huh. Okay. I was hoping they'd be like him. Yeah, man, they, they're not even in his mold, man. But anyway, my question is: If I'm a GM, well, to you, Rashawn. If I'm a GM, I wouldn't draft neither one of them or James Young. Let me hear you comment on that, man, because I don't think they're ready. Probably won't come back, but I, I wouldn't touch them. So yeah. enjoy your show, I agree. Hey, I, I agree. Totally appreciate the call, Blue. But you, the thing you have to understand is this is probably the biggest problem with the NBA, and it has been for the last 15 years, is that they go out there and they look at a young man's potential. They would rather take somebody who is an product that they say, this guy is 6'6", he's a point guard, he can play with the ball in his hands, you know, look at all the things he may be able to do. 15 years down the road and become this great all-star instead of looking at guys that are finished products. Doug McDermott, Mm -hmm. that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. is a lock for the National Player Year. He's probably not going to go in the top 15 of the NBA draft, even though he's going to be a very good player Mm -hmm. immediately. But they would rather take the potential guy. Willie Cauley-Stein is a guy I think is a lock. For the top ten, why he's seven one? He's a great athlete. Andrew uh, Andrew Harrison is going in the top twenty. Aaron Harrison's probably going to go top twenty five. I mean, at the end of the day, all they care about is is he tall? Does he have good length? Does he project to possibly be a very good player? That's and I think all that they care hurts. about. It hurts not only the NBA but it hurts college basketball. I totally agree. I mean, because these kids aren't ready. One of the reasons Coach Patino has lost out on so many players is because he tells the guys up front, look. 
I think you need at least two years to get yourself together. Kids don't want to hear that. They want to hear that because they want it right now. They want the money right now. And a lot of these guys come from tough situations. Mm-hmm. Look at Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. He was living out of his car before he got to the University of Kentucky. These kids are being groomed from when they are seven or eight years old to be you're the meal ticket. Mm-hmm. You have talent. You have to provide for your family. So these kids are trying to eat. They're not trying to wait, and right. it's a problem on both ends. Sure. Well, what's wrong with them? Look look at the best players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. They're all straight out of high school. <clears throat> a lot of them. But they're all exceptions. LeBron. They're all exceptions to the yep. role. The best center, Dwight Howard. Yep. I mean, even Kobe. Well, he's not playing now, but Kobe Bryant. I mean, the best players, Kevin Durant played one year. Carmelo, played, he played one year. But for all the, the best guys players, you, but, we're but, not in college. Either not in college or for less there, than a year. There's a lot of guys that never made it. Exactly. Or made it and sat the bench and And never ever got to play and then they're gone. I mean, and and that's the thing is that for every one LeBron, Mm -hmm. I can give you seven or eight uh, Corleon Youngs and and a lot of guys. But that's probably one of the reasons why you can't hold these kids. Even though, trust I think it should be like football. Two years removed. Go overseas. If you don't want to go to uh, go to pro, go overseas and well, play for two the, years and come D-League back. The D League is available as well. A lot of college basketball is better than the D League. They I, just I don't. They just don't want to well, go to class. You know, Mark Cuban brought that out, saying mm-hmm. that he thought that the D League did a better job of getting guys ready. And I agree with you. As college far as, basketball does a much better job getting kids well, ready. Well, the, the the question is, while yes, the D League is going to teach you the NBA rules, you're going to play with older guys so you can actually get better. Oh, the scrubs who can't gonna, even make the team. Well, the, the coaches in that league are not nearly as good as what you're going to get right. co- playing for a time. Izzo and how, or Rick how invested? How invested are they truly in each individual player? They're exactly. not going to be in, as invested as the, in the kids. I mean, anytime T. Will can put up fifty four points on the team, you know they're not too much invested. Really? Because yeah. you're talking. <laughs> the D League. I'm not going to go. It's there the D League. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and that's always the question. So, I mean, it's a very difficult situation. I think the only way the NBA is going to get better is if they can extend it out. I think that two years is very fair. Yep. Um, but just I, like I don't know if it's yep. going to happen. I, agree with you. I don't know. And I mean, if they, they, it's, it's a bargaining chip at the end. Go overseas and play basketball, and then come back. Back after your two years is up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Jennings did it. Perfect. We'll be right back with the Weekend Sports Boys. Danielle, the delusional Yuleville fan. <laughs> don't don't kill my vibe. I was on my high right now. My old Jay Z and Beyonce. Thank you, Todd. I definitely appreciate you. Is that Watermelon? Showing some love. What song was it? No, uh, it was the uh, Jay Z song, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce on the Run, Part Two. Never heard of them. Very nice. You should listen to it. I've never heard of them either. What? <laughs> okay, Todd. You're being the UK fan now. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Wow. So we're talking about NBA, <laughs> college. Let me ask you this, uh, uh, Rashawn. Yes, sir. NBA, a little, little NBA real quick. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, what's, uh, the New York Knicks, what's going on with them? They brought in Phil Jackson, suppose this GM. Is it, I don't know if it's official yet. Uh, it's going to become official uh, probably within the next uh, couple days. Can he be as effective as Pat Riley is as a GM? And, you know, being a great coach and making the transition to being in the front office? It doesn't always translate. I mean, you know, Phil Jackson's been a guy who, you know, his whole Zen master – 
thing that he does. I, I don't know if it translates to the front office. I mean, you, you have some great players can be great players. Doesn't necessarily translate to great coaches. Look at Michael Jordan. Look at you know the decisions that he made. I mean, so I, I don't. I really and, have no idea. And if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't building these teams in L.A. It was the general managers picking the players, right? Oh yeah. How much I mean, input did Phil have in selecting? Well, look, look, Jerry, the the logo. Jerry West, he is a great builder. I mean, look, look at what he did to bring the Lakers back, bringing Pal Gasol over, and, of course, the Lakers end up winning the championship. Look at what he did for the Memphis Grizzlies, helping build that team from the worst team in basketball to a, a playoff team. I mean, he helped build – look at this right now. He went out there to Golden State. He helped build that team. So, I mean, Jerry West was the architect of what the Lakers did. He brought Shaq to L.A. He brought Pal Gasol over. So I, I don't know. I mean, Phil Jackson, he's going to have to show his GM skills off. So does this mean that Carmelo will stay? Because they don't have any money to pay to bring any, to lure anybody in. They have zero money. Well, you know. And nobody's Car- taking a Mario Stoudemire's contract. Carmelo did say that he would stick around New York, the, you know, the, the New York Knicks if John Calipari was the next coach. Oh, man. And, and he did say this. Ooh. Now, do you want him to go to your beloved Miserable and terrible LA Lakers. Uh, the the copious Lakers. Who? You want who to go? Carmelo. Carmelo. Do you think Carmelo will make that jump in uh, offseason? You know what? Carmelo needs to go into a very situation, uh, a very special situation. Because the thing about Carmelo, he plays zero defense. <laughs> he is like one of the worst defenders in the NBA. So I, I think he needs to go to a team that is very good defensively, uh, and he's going to basically just come in there as a higher gun. I think that uh, I thought it was interesting. The Chicago Bulls apparently has reached out to him. Joe Kim Noah has been said that he's uh, really pitching uh, the Chicago Bulls to Carmelo. I think that that would be a perfect marriage because the the Bulls have a excellent defensive basketball team. The biggest issue they have, they don't have a go-to score. I think when you look at the potential of uh, Derrick Rose coming back healthy, uh, you have a great defensive team there with Noah uh, and the rest of those guys. If you could bring in a Carmelo Anthony, a guy that can get you 28 to 30 points every night, uh, that's a perfect marriage right there. I like it. But, I mean, is he going to leave New York? I mean, Lala's not trying to leave the Brick City. Mm. It's not happening. I don't so, know. The Chicago sounds We'll see who simple. wears the pants, man. Yeah, I'm inter- interested to see what uh, Phil does in New York. You know, he, on the last championship team they ever had. <laughs> the Zen Master. That's appropriate for the Zen Master. I like that. But that's the last ring that New York has seen was when Phil Jackson was wearing a New York Knicks uniform. That's That's been a long time. I mean, the Knicks have just been, I mean, Isaiah Thomas and all his ridiculous contracts the whole time he that's was That's the reason there. they're in the financial uh, situation they're in now, because uh, of Zeke. Just giving ridiculous. Like I said, the, the worst contract in the history of the NBA is when the New York Knicks gave Malik Rose, a journeyman from the San Antonio Spurs, $50 million. I will never get over that contract. Fifty million, $50 million for yeah, Malik Rose, a guy who was giving you six boards and eight points off the bench. You know, if that, he must if have that's a fantastic a, agent. If that's the oh. status of it, Ashley Danielle would have gotten at least seven million mm. in, the, the, in the WNBA. Oh yeah, I mean it just it, it blew my mind. I mean the Knicks make the worst financial decisions. Ever. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Hopefully Phil can turn it around. I, you know, I liked um, what the, uh, the the previous GM, the guy who's now with the uh, the Pacers is doing. I can't think of his name. I, I really like him. You see, he's making some nice moves down mm-hmm. there. He brought over uh, Turner, uh, you know, got rid of a bad contract there uh, with Danny Granger. Um, so, so I really do like him. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see if, if the Zen master can work his magic in uh, New York. I can't wait for the next season already, man. Just to see what the Zen Master does.
But standing on the basketball talk, we're going to move over. We got a caller on the line. He is the head coach of Louisville's very own, only semi-pro professional basketball team, the Louisville Phillies, which the lovely Ashley Danielle is a part of. Marco Price is on the line. Marco, how you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Glad you was able to join us this morning. You're the head coach of the Louisville Phillies. Tell everybody a little bit about the team and what to expect for this upcoming season. Uh, well, we're we're actually a Louisville-based team, obviously. Uh, we're in the WBCBL League, um, which you can get more information at WBCBL.com. Uh, basically, semi-pro team just trying to give women an opportunity to continue to play for those who enjoy playing. Also trying to make opportunity for those who would like to finish their career playing overseas as well. Uh, we're also doing a lot of things in the community. Uh, actually, our motto is serving Louisville first. So uh, we're definitely uh, trying to be more involved in the community of Louisville and surrounding areas in Kentucky. Speaking of giving women the opportunity to go overseas, one of our very own just accepted a, a, a contract overseas. Was it Bree, Bree Wilson? Is that her name? Brianna Green. Brianna yeah, Green, sorry. She'll be playing over in Barcelona, Spain. She actually leaves this week. So there she you go. She's from awesome. Lexington, Kentucky. Played high school ball at Lexington Catholic. So that, there's a prime example right there how the Lulova Phillies was a gateway for this young lady to make it overseas and, and play uh, professional basketball. Now, they're going to be playing at Assumption High School, which is a great gym, uh, classic facility. Uh, when's the first game of the season, Marco? First game, the first game is May 10th. We're playing uh, at Cleveland uh, against Cleveland Crush. Our first home game will actually be May 24th. All games are scheduled on Saturday. Uh, we don't have the exact times as of now, but if you continue to check their website, WBCBL.com, you can get more information. Now, Marco, you've been in coach game for a while. What's the difference between coaching men and coaching women? Oh, that's a magical <laughs> I feel like that was a setup question, question Carla. Because I feel like you probably deal with a lot more. Uh, you know, I don't know. I say I don't know. You probably just deal with a lot more watch personalities. Now. Watch you know, yeah. coaching women. You better versus. watch yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, to be honest, I really enjoy coaching women. Um, I, I do definitely believe there's a difference. Um, you know. I think you have to be more personal when you're dealing with women, uh, just in general. Uh, with that being said, I like I like I like to think that I'm a player's coach, so you have to be a little bit more understanding. I think that's the way you can get the most out of females uh, when you are a little bit more understanding when you're coaching guys. A lot of times they want to know about your accolades and you know your accomplishments. I commend you on that because after you around these women for, for a certain amount of time. <laughs> they all fall on the same day at one point, and so it's going to be pretty hard to It'll deal be with. A rough week. About. Yeah. That'll be a rough week for you, Coach Price. Fifteen women are the, the cycle landed on the same day, man. That's rough. <laughs> right. So I commend I'll you. I'd rather be on the same day than back to back. That's going to make for a long month. Yeah. Well, hey, Marco, man, I'm looking forward. I'm excited about what you're doing with the with the girls and uh, practices are going to be starting at what the seventeenth. Yes, we start official practice May 17th. Uh, I'm excited. The girls are excited. We've been getting uh, good uh, report from the girls and from the community just reaching out. We're still looking for sponsors, so anybody that wants to sponsor can email us at LouisvilleFillies at gmail.com. Also, they can follow us on Twitter at, at LVillefillies or find us on Facebook at LouisvilleFillies. Hey, Marco, I appreciate it, man. We'll be in touch soon, brother. Thank you for calling in. Good luck this season. All right. Thank you. Once again, Marco Price from Louisville's very own Louisville Philly semi-pro women's basketball team. Uh, 
A lot of sports going on in Kentucky and Louisville, man. We got everything. Hey, I'm telling Women's you. Women's basketball, we got semi-pro baseball. Best sports town yeah. in America. A lot going on, man. I'm ready for hockey to come back. Where are the River Frogs at? <laughs> the River Frogs come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Rashawn Myers, Scarlett Taylor, Ashley Dean. Appreciate the Ohio players. There we go. We got Rashad in studio. Rashawn. All right, as in the studio, Carlo Kellum over here on his phone texting because he doesn't want to talk anymore about UK. Yeah, his and their disappointing season. His feelings are hurt. It's okay. We'll leave you alone for now. A lot could change between now and next. You know Sunday. what? We haven't <laughs> we haven't talked about Rashawn. We haven't yes. talked about the Cardinals' victory yesterday, which I think definitely deserves conversation. They beat. UConn, ranked, what were they ranked? Were they uh, 19 they, or something? Yeah, they were number 19. Number 19 mm-hmm. by 30 points. Beat down. I, Beat, I did like, not I thought it was 33 it. points, wasn't it? Well, I'm just saying 30, just, you know. Oh, but, you know, I appreciate you adding those three points in there. I thought you would know it's it your, your, your team. It is my team. It makes it look even better. It does. Thank you. But, you know, the fact that Louisville was able to go out, people kept talking about the end of the year, being able to prove themselves. How would they go that last five? The fact that they were going to play four ranked teams in five games. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, will they go, you know, will they win any of the games? Will they split? What will they do? I think the fact that they finished that last five, four and one, only having the tough, tough loss where they blew a nine-point lead. I mean, when you think about where Louisville would be right now if they held on to that lead, at sure, Memphis. sure. Unbelievable. You know, I uh, something I said uh, when they after that game is we have no killer instinct. Yeah, and that's something that I felt like we if we somehow found that if Rick yeah. Pitino could put that fire in, in them to finish games and play them to the very end as strong as they started and started the halves, uh, we'd be in good shape. And I think that's something that they showed us yesterday yeah. is that they will finish games they will finish strong and not have those mental lapses that they did in the Memphis game well I think the biggest thing was they missed Peyton Siva mm-hmm. and the thing mm-hmm. about Peyton Siva is you could question some of the things that he did throughout the game but in the last five oh, minutes sure. the young man was gold absolutely and I think that the biggest thing that they learned you know to why? do was finish why he was a senior yeah. he had game experience he yeah. had he had tournament experience that, that experience is, and that is pays. very important yeah. You know when what? it comes down to it, sure. I'm not impressed over this victory at all because I don't see Calhoun on the end of that bench. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not you impressed. Know, and, and Coach Ali, he actually came in uh, to do his post-game presser before Coach Patino, and he looked – because Connecticut's been playing good basketball. Absolutely. They've they been have, playing sure. very well, and he was just like, plainly, we came out there and got our bleeps kicked. Hmm. And he said that I, I pretty much – he said those are champions in that room. Mm-hmm. You all did not come out here and play like champions, and I don't know what to do about it. He said, I did not see this coming. And you could see it was one of those games where uh, the way they defended Boatwright, the way they defended Napier, they did not give Connecticut anything. I don't mm-hmm. think it was necessarily about Connecticut playing bad Louisville. Mm-hmm. That was they their best Absolutely. game of They're the season. They're peaking at the right time. 
uh, I, I personally, I was like, I told you guys in the break, I was doing call time yesterday. So I was like rushing to get home. Um, cause I wanted to know, I wanted to watch the game cause I thought it was going to be a really close one. Right. And when I actually looked on my phone and saw we're up like 20, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go run the stadium. Cause we're clearly winning this game. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a good choice. Cause it was, it was pretty much, you know, of course they started all the seniors. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that all five guys that started, we will not see in Louisville uniform next year, of course. Uh, with the four seniors and then uh, Montrez Harrell, I expect for him to make his name available for the draft. Do you think so, he's ready? He, he doesn't I have a jump shot. I think he's ready. I don't think so. He's the, ready the four yet. seniors you got Russ Smith. Yes. Luke Hancock. Luke Hancock. Luke Hancock. Stephen Ventries. Stephen Ventries. And, and uh, Hendo. Henderson. And how many of those four are going to be NBA prospects? Well, I, I think, I I'm think, just asking the question. I, I think Russ and, uh, and? and Montrez and? will be the Well, I'm talking about the four NBA seniors. Guys. Not the four seniors. seniors. I think seniors. Luke could play overseas. I think uh, SVT could potentially play overseas. Yeah. Um, I don't think I know, Henderson I'm talking about real best. I'm, I'm talking about the NBA. Well, it, it was interesting because How many they, NBA uh, prospects are one, out one. of the, Okay. I want to say it was probably two weeks ago. One of the reporters asked coach Patino what he thought about Luke's potential as mm-hmm. an NBA player mm-hmm. and he said I think he needs to go into business <laughs> and, <sighs> and, and I don't think it was a knock on him he said that I just think that he's so smart mm-hmm. um, he's a good looking guy <laughs> he thinks that he wow. will make more money in business and than save he your would body. in basketball wow. save your body well, I mean, wow. you know, like I said he's like Jeff Hall Jeff Hall didn't go to the NBA I mean but you know but at the end of the day is it about getting guys to the NBA or is it college basketball success winning championships because, because college basketball used to be the thing like you wanted to be on those teams Teams. Like people talk about yeah. the Fab Five because what they did in college, not necessarily because of their their future in the NBA. Yeah. But like, I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, why put your body through the wear and tear of playing basketball at the next level when you can use your mind and make as much or more money? It makes sense. It makes perfect sense because when yeah. you get to be forty and fifty years old and you're walking around with knee replacements and all yeah, those I'm types sure, of things, yeah. then you kind of rethink those decisions from when you were younger. Yeah, he'll oh, probably yeah. be on the bench with Patino somewhere down the line. Sure, why not? I think he's a very smart guy. Yeah, Yeah. Luke is a genius. Yeah, I mean, he's a very very, very smart guy. I mean, he was at George Mason, um, you know, pretty much straight A's, you know, guy. I mean, this whole team, I believe they have a combined GPA of three point six, mm-hmm. something ridiculous now, like that. Did, I mean, was it Wayne Blackshear had a really high one? Like I think yeah. I saw something what, about Wayne that. Wayne has a very high. I mean, come GPA. on, guys, you can do that. I mean, it's all PE classes. I mean, it's seriously, <laughs> come on, it's not hard I mean, to have a three six when you take a PE course. It's funny because Coach Patino coaches and builds his teams the way teams have always been built. Yes, he brings in veteran guys. He teaches them how to be excellent young men out in the community and as well as great basketball players and now for some reason it's all about the nba i don't know when college basketball became it the did, NBA's it did at, at the university ground. of kentucky that's when that changed that but i think at the end of the day um like you're saying coach patino is about his players developing yeah. and winning in life yeah outside of basketball maybe they have basketball success but where are they 10 years from now are they you know owning a business are they doing something are they not working at kinko's you know what i'm saying like he's about setting them up for a successful future because you look at somebody like andre mcgee for example Mm -hmm. who had a great career at uh at uufl went over are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) a great career Uh, very very solid point guard absolutely his jersey's in the rafters that's so wrong as really? Because you're a, you're a hater. He's, he's Anyhow, playing the role of the jaded Kentucky it, fan. He okay. is, and that's okay. You can be a hater today. But um, has a solid career at the university, goes overseas mm-hmm. and plays basketball, comes back on the coaching staff. Like, that's phenomenal. He's making yeah. good money. He's probably yeah. making more money than some of the other people in his class that pursued going to play basketball full-time in the NBA. Right. But 
saving his body. That makes sense. But I, I mean, that's what Coach Patino's about. He's about building men. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't not Calipari because he's helping a lot of young kids get out of their situation and make that money. But the biggest thing is, like we've learned from the, the ESPN 30 for 30 broke, is that if you don't teach these kids what to do with that money and how, and how to many handle Kentucky that, players you they see will on be there? broke four or five years after they get out. Maybe they just I mean, weren't Antoine Walker on there. Is, Who coached is, Antoine Walker? Uh, co- coach Great Patino. job, Patino, teaching them life well, lessons. I, I mean, you know what? You, you, at the end of the day, it is up to those young men, but what you want to do is give them the tools. Sure. I mean, you, you can't and it's make not them for everybody. That. It's yeah. not for everyone. Some yeah. people need to go right away I mean, look at Shane Bahannon. Shane Bahannon. You know, Coach Patino has been working. He's going to prove all you guys wrong and be a star at Carl. You know, I really hope he does because I hope the best for him. And I hope that he's able to, you know, pull everything together and still have a decent career. Um, I don't wish anything bad on Shane Bahannon, but he wasn't. The right fit. He was for a knucklehead. He, I, I think like maybe Derek he needed it. He sometimes. needed maybe that was the the reality uh, <laughs> check that he needed to change his life. Well, but, but with everything Shane had going on in the city, uh, the fact that he was still very close to Cincinnati, his hometown, where there was so much drama and and everything, he needed to get away from this area. I think at Colorado State, up there in the mountains, there's nothing to do. <laughs> oh, so, trust me, I, there's I, a lot to do in Colorado. I, <laughs> My parents live in Colorado. Oh, is yeah, that right? Very familiar. Well, I think yeah. but right. the, the the city where they're in, where yeah. Colorado State is, I don't think it's in a very highly popular. It's not like in Denver or somewhere like that. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So hopefully Shane will be able to, you know, get his mind right, maybe grow him out a mountain man beard and get himself, <laughs> you know, get his 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 uh, his own Zen master thing going on. Maybe he should do yoga. That'd be good for him. Mm-hmm. He just needs to think more. Use, use your head. That's going to come back and bite Patino. He's abandoned so many no, players over his that's career. Unfortunate going back to Roger <laughs> Rhodes, who was oh an gosh. all-star freshman. He just kicked him off. The, I mean, he just... He, <laughs> Look what he did to Roger Gross, I, I man. must say Character. Todd is on point with his sound bites today. Now, Shane, he has a history of kicking guys off the team. Hey. He needs to send him to church. Look what he did to Shropshire. He forced Shropshire, Shropshire out. Hey, Jared Made him leave. got a Final Four. Okay, mm-hmm. he went mm-hmm. to Northwestern, had a very successful senior season at Northwestern where he was going to get double the playing time at Northwestern than he was going to get at Louisville, and that's what he wanted. He wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get an opportunity to play, and I can't blame him for that. Same Angel as, uh, Nunez. Angel Nunez. Yeah. If he would have waited one more year, if yeah. he just would have waited. He, he had and, that, I, you know, I think that's always a problem, too, when you recruit, like, these star athletes is they expect to come in and make an immediate impact. They don't mm-hmm. want to sit on the bench for a year and wait till their sophomores to get their turn. Yeah. But – Sometimes it's necessary. Well, Had he waited one year? Look at Terry Rozier. Terry, Terry Rozier could have gone anywhere. He should be he's, starting he's right now. He's a five-star point guard. He's sure. very talented. Sure. But he was willing to sacrifice for the good of the team. And, and that's the type Knowing of young man that, that from looks, next looks year fun. on, yeah. it's his show. He's the man. I it's mean, look show. at Wayne Blackshear. Mm-hmm. McDonald's All-American, top ten overall prospect. And he has sacrificed everything mm-hmm. for this team. Sure. He doesn't get the shots that he was expecting to when he got to Louisville. He's not getting the accolades that he expected when he got mm-hmm. to Louisville. But you know what? He's doing it for the betterment of the team. And that's yep. what Coach Pitt talks about Louisville first. Mm-hmm. It's about getting young men that are willing to sacrifice for the team. I mean, And, and that's how you, that's you how take you a team. team of players that may not be top-tier, five-star players um, and get them to win a national championship because they buy into the system. I mean, right they now the the, the, they're working they on two win. Final Fours, a national championship, and are looking like they may be favorites to get back to another Final Four. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you can't hate on that. So, I mean, and you I can am go with the, on the, the, the Wayne Blackshear train. Let me tell you I something I, I know. I look forward to seeing him next year because I love the way he's developed and yeah. changed his body. I think he's going to be mm. – 
He's going to be good. Two facts. Louisville's definitely not going to the Final Four. (laughs) (laughs) And neither is Kentucky. But uh, yeah. well, the facts. second one I give you, yeah, true. Kentucky's That's definitely, definitely true. Uh, you guys are definitely not hey, going to the final four. I'm saying to interrupt, but we got our sponsor, Uh-oh. the best personal injury lawyer in Louisville, Brandon J. Lawrence, where the J stands for Justin Jabronis or Joker. Welcome, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, are you there? What's up, brother? What's What's happening, man? What's yeah, going what's going on? on? What's happening, Brandon? Hey, hey, hey! What's going on? Uh, uh, state representative, what's happening? Oh, um, <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, look. Uh, it's not too many. You guys are just going back and forth on this U of L UK thing. So that's all. It's it's not a whole lot of factual inaccuracies. Um, except for your boy Carolina Steve, he called it. He was talking about Chris Wilcox from Whiteville, North Carolina, yeah. who played for the Turks back on the 2002 championship team yes. with my man Juan Dixon, Lenny Baxter, Lonnie Baxter, and all those dudes. Um, and then also when they beat IU, took them to the woodshed, baby. Um, and hold up. Oh, yeah, you talking about penitentiary? Too sweet. Too sweet. Too That's sweet. what it was. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about that. <laughs> Too sweet, man, with the uh, infamous Leon Isaac Kennedy. Yeah, that was a cool job. <laughs> hey, but look, man, look, to, to Rashad's point, he's talking about, uh, what's his kid, Doug McDermott? Who in the world is Doug McDermott? Man. <laughs> look, man. Hey, man. Look, Doug, yeah, it's, that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple names. This is the class that Doug McDermott is in. Yes, sir. Uh, Adam Morrison. Uh, who else? <laughs> uh, Jim Fredette. Okay, Kelly Olenek. Are uh, you going to put Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Olenek in that one, too? <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Dunleavy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what, uh, <laughs> That's who the class did, uh Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott, I, I, I do like a uh, political, what's that political dude, sir? Doug McDermott is no Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. hey, Brandon, confirm this. I said that Michigan lost, the Fab Five lost to Duke in the championship and then North Carolina. Rashawn said he lost to Duke, they lost to Duke in the Final Four. Can you confirm this? Oh, man, shoot, I should have looked there. I don't think they lost to Duke in the championship. I'm Duke sure. went on to play. You Duke sure? blew him out by like forty. Okay. I'm sure that was a championship game. What, what was it? Well, that's good. We got to confirm that. You know what? It might. It might. You might be right because it was that the year that uh the Duke beat UNLV that year. Yeah, I yeah. They beat, they beat UNLV in the final four. You're right. They beat UNLV in the final four. I don't know, man. Okay. They lost to Duke seventy-one to fifty-one the nineteen ninety-two title game. And lost seventy seven okay. to seventy one to North Carolina right. in nineteen ninety three. So they made it to the final. They yeah. made it to the championship. I remember the game. They, they, they Duke blew them out. Well, and that go. was the Chris Webber timeout. There you go. Look at that. Right. There you go. There hey, you go. There, there you go. But and then I got another number for you. Twenty and four. Guess what that number is? It's That's not Kentucky. The number of Kentucky. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Hey, you know what? That's close. That's close. That's the number of NBA players in the from Kentucky is in the league this year. Twenty and four and four and four. If you guys can pull all of those twenty players back to Rupp Arena to uh, maybe play for a um, former's game or something, you guys might have a chance to break it into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's about the only way it's happening. <laughs> but they do, but they they do come they do come back. And another thing, at least John Calipari has a sense of history and brings everybody from UK back. 
Uh, when what is the last time that uh, Patino brought anybody from uh, Denny Crumb's era back? Ooh. But back I got to Just... go, y'all. I got to go, y'all. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> because yeah. I, I'll leave on. <laughs> I got to go. Peace and blessings to everybody. And um, I hope, man, hey, man, let's pray for those people over in Vietnam, man. Hopefully they can find a damn the plane. plane. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, get crazy. that too out there on the plane, man. All, All right, right. Peace, All right. Peace right. And Thanks, blessings, y'all. All right, brother. Bye, Brandon. That's a good point. Sad situation, man. Plane disappeared from, I think it was it Malaysia. Malaysia it was from, from Malaysia. Vietnam to China, somewhere it was in between crazy. there. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't for the life of me fathom how a plane just disappears out the sky and it's it not was reported. A black hole. No, and it's not, it was, and it wasn't over a lot of water right there, so. I mean, you know. If it, if it landed in the water in between that area, they would have been able to see some wreckage. But, so. but black hole, could it be like the, the, the what was that, the, the triangle? The Bermuda, what, Bermuda, triangle? Bermuda triangle. triangle. Yeah. Something like that. Or could it be, because, you know, I saw that the Malaysia, uh, the, like, minister, prime minister, something like that, was saying that um, they were saying potentially terrorism. Yeah, two, two stolen it's like passports. What, yeah, could there, uh, oh, yeah. could the plane have been landed somewhere and those people are held hostage and they just haven't you know, made a request for a ransom or something like that. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So definitely prayers for those people and their families. Yeah. A two-year-old American kid was on that plane. Uh, I think three Americans stole him. One yeah. was a kid, mm-hmm. two years old. All right. That, that uh, Hey, man, Rashawn Myers, glad to have you in here, man. Definitely we glad made to have a bit you reunion. in here. Go that Cards. Good. That was good. Todd Neal, Ashley Danielle. Kelly Paschick will be back next week. He's uh, enjoying his vacation. Him? Yeah, yeah, I know it's okay. Miss Kelly, man. It's my man. Just Ke- Kelly was uh, listening in this morning, and he just wanted to mention that uh, Eddie Curry was also one of the horrible Knicks contracts, uh, as well as Jerome James. <laughs> so wow. he, he, uh, Eddie Curry was pretty bad. You're right. Hey, let's, pretty bad. let's think our callers. Caroline Steve, yes. and Blue, and Blue, Marco. Yeah, and, Blue's a main event guy. And, yeah. of course, uh, Brandon G. Lawrence. That's right. Our yeah. main sponsor. Thank it, you It was all fun going calling. old school, yeah. It was fun. Well, no, no outro, Todd. Where, where's oh. our outro music? The, the, the signature outro. There we go. Yeah. All right, now we can close out the show properly. We'll see you next week. Your so weekend sports buzz. The final curtain, my friend. I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived. A life that's full I traveled each And every byway Oh, and more Much more than this I did it my way Regrets 